Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome in to the Sox on Tap post game show. It's Johnny Nani here alongside Sean Roberts tonight discussing a 2 1 White Sox winner. Sean, woo, catch your breath yet from that one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, got a little Gene Honda there from you to, to start it off. White Sox fans. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, it. yeah. Caught, caught, caught my breath there. Um, yeah. What a. What a performance out of the pitching staff tonight. I not not a lot of credit offensively besides, you know, Abreu doing what Abreu does. But um, I mean, pitching staff wise, Giolito, solid start. I thought Ronaldo Lopez continues to thrive in the role that he's been given. Um, and and Graveman and Liam were were locked down. You can't ask for much better. A good win. Good win. Yeah, right. Overall, yeah, it's a tight ball game. Um, you know, there were some errors uh some issues that we'll we'll talk about and some unfortunate plays um but at the end of the day we talk about getting in that left-hand column and as our guy white Sox sal here in the comment says winning feels good i agree i will drink to that so <laughs> so if you want to be like sal get in these comments here uh drive some discussion absolutely here Sox on tap uh make sure you're subscribed on youtube on tap Sportsnet. Uh, press the little notification thing so you know when we go live and then uh, join the comment section. We can feature them live on the show like we have sales up here right now. So, uh, John, as I mentioned, 2-1 is the final here tonight. Um, Lucas Giolito, the starter uh, for tonight. Um, he goes six, one-third, five hits, one run. It was not earned, one walk, five strikeouts. We were starting to see him battle, claw his way back, scratch, whatever you want to call it, um, after that kind of abysmal stretch he had uh, to begin June. Yeah, the the abysmal stretch where I, I decided in the group chat that I was like, I'm I'm openly done with him. I can't take Lucas Giolito anymore. I think I, I've sent the text that Gelato has melted officially. Uh, but no, he's he's bounced back. But this is this is what we need as a as a team. Um, this is what the White Sox need. They need Lucas Giolito to be that ace type um i don't i'm not going to sit here and call him the ace of the staff because i think um I, as far as this year goes i could go to dylan cease but he needs to be he needs to be that one or two he has to be um and you're starting to see that you saw it tonight um big game lucas showed up and that was that was nice to see refreshing to see Right. That's what we wanted when we were uh, on this show last night. Tony, Steve and I, we had all said that we, you know, we need Lucas Gila to go out there and prove that he is the guy that, you know, wants to get paid the big money that he eventually yep. uh, wants to command when he hits the market. So, um, you know, and not as dominating, as flashy as some certain outings as we've seen from him. We know he's at the top of his game, but I do appreciate the effort, Sean, because pitching's not an easy thing, either mentally or physically. So um, it, it, to see him kind of like gut it out, I at least have some appreciation for that. I don't know about you. 
you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was a college pitcher. The, it, there's there's nothing worse than when you're struggling and you feel like you're on an island, man. And it, it's a very lonely feeling sometimes. Um, but Lucas, is, he, he's battled and he's battled back to pitching the way that we expect him to pitch. And there are struggles. I think it was, you know, when he was struggling or going through that stretch, so were the White Sox, right? Like they, they them as a team, everything was struggling, whether it was offensively, it was pitching. So Lucas kind of got piled on. Like he was like, you know, we, we need the pitching and we're not getting the pitching. And now we have to watch bad defense, bad offense and bad pitching. Like we can't have that. We need something, you know, to, to rally behind. And that was a struggle with Lucas, but good to see that he's, uh, that he's back. Yeah, right. No, I, I think that's a good way to sum it up there. And, uh, you know, he turns he gets into a little bit of trouble, issues his one walk of the night uh, following a single. So that put runners on first and second, and he ends the ball over to Reynaldo Lopez with one out in the sixth inning. And, um, to, Sean, this is something that we talked about last night, too. Steve wrote a great article at ontapsportsnet.com about how uh, Reynaldo Lopez has been able to thrive in his, you know, bullpen role and how he's worthy of these high leverage situations. And he comes in, this is a high leverage spot uh, with those guys uh, on base. Like I'd mentioned first and second when he comes in, but man, Reynaldo Lopez nails, he almost gets a double play ball. Uh, and then there's an error. So obviously not an earned run there. And, you know, it's Giolito's runner on base still there too, uh, but no fault of Raylos. He did his job and then eventually does get the ground ball to get out of it. This guy is nails, Sean. Yeah, and and you we love to see it. I mean, outside of I guess you, you know you throw uh, Liam in there, you throw Graveman in there. Um, Raylo's been the most shut down person out of that bullpen, uh, and it's been refreshing to see. You know, going into the season, we kind of like is he going to be the spot starter? What is he going to be? What's what's Lopez going to be? Um, and he's proving that you can put him in in the fourth, you can put him in the fifth, you put him in the sixth. He's your most versatile pitcher on the entire staff, in my opinion. And he's showing that you can bring him in in the seventh inning in a big moment and he can get outs. And that's that's important, uh, especially because Joe Kelly hasn't been the Joe Kelly that we all expected. So someone's got to step up, take that role. And Ronaldo's done that. And as far as getting the ground ball, he got the ground ball to get the double play. Unfortunately, Harrison made a hell of a play, and it, right. it just it, it is what it is, right? But if it's not the most White Sox effing thing yep. in the world, you get the ground ball double play, you think you get out of it because he's originally called out, right. and all things are good, then replay happens, he's safe, and then a hard hit ball, but a routine ground ball to Josh Harrison. He bobbles, throws it away, and it gives up a run. So that's the, I literally I, I threw my phone down and I just go, I did the t- the Tony Soprano. Ah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And Sean, you know, the reason why we do that as White Sox fans here is because you feel that is the thing that could break it open, even though yep. it's just kind of a bad break. And like you yep, said, you're like, oh, all right, here comes yes. the base hit. Here comes the right. And it was an error, but it's an interesting sequence for Josh Harrison. When we're talking about that bottom of the sixth inning because he has, like you'd said, it was a hell of an effort to try and turn the double play. He still gets the force out at second base. Obviously, the replay puts that runner there on first base is safe. Um, and then he has the air. He kind of, I feel like he was kind of just sweeping to his left. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't, you know, as he was trying to alligator it in, as they say, 
it, it kind of just, you know, hit off him, went off yep. to his left and was, he kind of made a, you know, uh, throw a last ditch effort. You know, it wasn't even close to the bag. Um, but then on the last one, you know, granted, it was still fairly routine, but uh, in that situation with all the pressure on, um, good for Josh Harrison to then rebound immediately because, you know, uh, a competitor like that at the highest level like that, Came that's back what you want to do. Play. You want to, like, at least if you're a real competitor, you might, yes, get, the guys who aren't, they'll get scared and they don't want anything to do with the next play but guess what he, he did that nutted up got that done uh white Sox able to escape that with one run i thought that was big uh in the sequence and then we were talking about that so white Sox things here sean um let's discuss a little bit of the top of the seven so after that white <laughs> Sox have a chance you know they get a two-out rally of their own going here runners on first and second and then in the most white Sox fashion this isn't putting blame on tim anderson but luis robert hits the ball too hard so Tim Anderson doesn't have time to react and was right in his path of going from second to third, gets hit with the ball, and that quashes the rally. How White Sox is that? Yeah, you know, Timmy gets the Timmy gets the base hit, then Yuan gets the walk. Um, morale's high, right? We got first and second, two out. A base hit's gonna score Timmy no matter what. And uh first pitch, Luis smokes the baseball and apparently hit it too hard i thought stone and ben, i thought stone and benetti's commentary there was kind of funny um because stone just i think every day now is finding something that he's just like i i'm at a loss for words and if you can make steve stone speechless on something um s- s- something crazy's happening in the baseball game and it's happened quite a bit um lately but uh but yeah t- tim anderson listen i i've been in that situation before i've been a runner on second where a ball's just smoked and you really like you're damned if you do damn it like damn if you don't and you lose that reaction time now i i'm not gonna put it on timmy i no, i know no, no, i know it looks like bad base running right like because everyone's like everyone right. gets mad online because when you look at run. It in the box score it does yes but did you um, gotta watch the highlight to be able to tell what that actually played out like yeah i mean the, the the ball was smoked i'm not gonna get mad at timmy i mean was it 111 off the bat yeah 111 i think white Sox talk tweeted back at some guy was like it was 111 off the bat yeah. which by the way good luck reacting to that so yeah, yeah right so th- that would have been a potential white Sox, you know uh rally they had some you know runs after there they're still up two one at this point but hey kendall graveman after a little bit of theatrics a little bit of uh you know make a sweat uh, uh, in last night's ball game, he comes in today, goes one, two, three, with two of those being strikeouts, and uh, looked pretty dominant there. Um, I like seeing that from him. And then Liam Hendricks follows suit, two strikeouts of his own um, in the ninth inning, and the one to end the game. Sean, I love the fist bump. I love the fist bump from Liam Hendricks. Well, yeah, uh, the fist bump means a lot, over. right? Yeah, the the fist bump means uh, you, you see the excitement, and then you you know that that's a White Sox winner. So the, those are those are good things there. One thing, real quick, on Kendall Graveman, if you've watched him throughout the year, and I find it really interesting when he does pitch, if you pick up on his tendencies, right, he seems to kind of most of the time fall behind on hitters, and that's it, whether it's two zero, two one, three one, but he comes back. He's able to. It's almost like he's flirting with stuff. A little bit and then when he has to like hey i need to throw a strike here he comes back with it and his stuff moves so well and he can pin place it that sinker that he throws is so damn nasty and he can move it to the left he moves it to the right whatever he wants to do he's such a dominant pitcher and it's it's fascinating to me because i sit here and i get frustrated when he's down at like when he's down in account 3-0 or down in account 2-0 and he's able to battle back in the count make the pitches he needs to um, I'm just, he's been a fascinating watch 
this season, and I'm I'm very happy that he's on the Chicago White Sox. Right, I, I am too. I know there has been some hand wringing about the uh, resource allocation, and that's a, that's an off season kind of topic uh, to talk about when you're uh, you know discussing who they actually go after, who they spend their money on. But at the same time, it is nice when you have that option. And I would say for the most part, when, look, granted there have been stretches, but I think every reliever's had stretches of struggles, and, and it's just natural to happen. Overall, uh, worthwhile so far uh, when it comes to Kendall Graven. We'll have to see how the rest of the deal plays out. But when you get situations like this, when he's mowing them down and there's no BS, feels really good, like you'd said. Feels nice to have him on your squad. So um, William Hendricks records his 18th save of the season uh, by locking that one down there. But, Sean, something we glossed over a little bit. I know you kind of mentioned him in passing, uh, but how the White Sox even got their first run in this game, uh, and that was Mr. RBI himself. Jose Abreu. Uh, Talk a little bit about Pito and especially amid all of these lack of player leadership comments uh, emerging uh, in the media. Yeah, I mean, it's just good to see Jose Abreu comes through when he needs to come through and he's Mr. Reliable, right? Like he's the guy if it comes up in a situation. um, Granted, the last time that I was doing the post game show with you is when he had that three pitch strikeout, which was like, dude, (laughs) <laughs> calm down take what a breath say, right? made of the world and more on his shoulders yeah yeah and he uh no it's just good to see him and he goes the other way and here's the other thing too we've talked about does this team have one and all that that ball was smoked to right field off the wall goes directly back to jones there right i was surprised to see jose Abreu on second base honestly the way he's kind of i mean He's the not the ball most get, of foot, right? Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, maybe a guy like Angle, uh, Anderson, like that, that's an easy double. With Jose, especially the way he's been running the last month or so, um, and you can tell that he's not 100%. Um, it was nice. Yeah. Show the guys, right? Show the guys, and this goes into that leadership stuff. Mm-hmm. Show the guys, one, I can come up with a big hit to drive a run in because that's what I do. I'm Jose Abreu. But two, like, watch, and I know that it ends up ultimately not, matter or really mattering but jose Abreu being able to get the second base there um that's that's twtw sean the will to win <laughs> that's right baby the will to win i love yeah, it that's, that's that's where we're at with that uh I, I yeah i just had to bring that up because obviously uh the white Sox international spotlight for uh that bob nightingale report um also our, our guy Sox insane has some uh thoughts on all of that situation at on tip sports tonight com go check it out um but uh yeah it, jose abreu driving in that first run there uh to, to get this thing going uh for the white Sox today so obviously we talked about the rest of it outstanding night for the pitching staff here um like to see it and also i know i know you're using some of these high leverage guys here in back-to-back days and you got a four-game series coming up but hey we need to get in the left-hand column so i don't think anyone's going to be bitching and moaning and um that's that's just where no, I'm go, go and get your damn wins. That's right. <laughs> go and yeah, get your damn go wins. get your damn wins, and we'll see what whatever tomorrow brings. The All Star breaks coming up next week. Right, everyone's available. Yeah, except for right. Eloy. Yeah, and I will say the bullpen is on an impressive stretch. I want to say is our guy Saxon Saint pointed. I want to say it's eighteen and two thirds innings without a earned run allowed. Yeah. What's the yeah. what's the hockey term there? The boys are buzzing. Yeah, the boys are buzzing. Yeah, the bullpen's yeah, buzzing, man. Is is the super pen hashtag back? That's, that's <laughs> I'm not yeah, listen. No, anything White Sox, I'm not saying anything's hashtag back until they're above 500. Till yeah. then, 
Till then, they're, in, they're the 2022 White Sox. Even then, I'd like to see a stretch that puts them well above, you know, like a, like a long winning nice. streak. Like we've been waiting for, like I've been talking about with the momentum and all that. I know people say momentum doesn't exist in baseball. Well, you know, clubhouse morale does exist. So that's the thing. So call it what you want. But there there is a, uh, you know, the 05 team had five different eight-game winning streaks, postseason included in there. So wow. that, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say on that front. We're talking about momentum, morale, whatever. Uh, um, so, yeah, Sean, uh, one thing, it wasn't all roses here in this game. Um, unfortunately, Eloy Jimenez exits in the sixth inning after making a running catch. Um, he did exit the field on his own power, but obviously you could see uh, came up a little gingery, gingerly, looked like he was favoring that right leg. That's the same leg he injured earlier in the season that put him out for so long. Um, how concerned are we? What's a concern level here? Give, give me your meter for Eloy Jimenez. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really, I mean, my concern level is, Obviously, I guess he makes the White Sox better when he's on the field. Um, but we really do we really know that? Do we really know that? Because like outside of 2019, he, do we really know or 2022, I guess, but yeah, but the, you get what I'm saying though? Like, do we really know that he's that that he helps them that much? Because what has he really brought? the last year and a half besides a smile. Yeah. He's hit a few home runs and he's had maybe one or two nice games and that's all well and good, but he can't stay on the field. He can't play the field and hitting wise. He's not like this dominant force that God, we have to have him in the lineup or we're not going to score any runs. I just, I don't know what you do with him. Right. I, I, we could sit there and say, yeah, we can put him at the H or it's time to put him at the H. And like, I know Tony reposted his article from last year. And, and I mean, at this point, that's really all you can do, but he's not a good, like Steve said in our group, he's not a good enough hitter to be our full-time DH. Yeah. Right now. So yeah. like, what do you do with them? Yeah. It, it's a conundrum, man. Um, I, I want to get it. We'll go to a comment here. You gave me your kind of freak out factor. Um, uh, Sockside Mike, a good friend of the show here, he says it's a nagging injury that he's going to have to deal with the rest of the year like last, excuse me, like Yaz did last year. Um, I, I like that. Obviously, we don't know an official update on the severity of it unless something's come through uh, in the kind of I've had the minutes. post-game show on yeah. the entire time, so I haven't so, seen uh, it. Was- tightness in his right leg um and obviously that just sends up you know kind of the alarm bells for me um because that was kind of the same thing i don't know if they said it was tightness or general soreness i guess they called it uh when you remember when he was on his rehab assignment the first time and, and then they shut yeah. him down and then they had to wait the five days per the minor league rules and then uh they were finally able to get him back and he started again with just dh and then they eventually got him in the field and then he returned was that july 6th so it's like shit we, we've only seen him for a week yeah it was a week yeah, a week ago today uh, was when he first returned um it, it just sucks to see man because i i did say this uh, on a previous show that i'm not you know i wasn't expecting much when we were talking about what should we expect from eloy said i'm just gonna kind of expect nothing and then everything else is gravy on top of it um but you're right i will say he probably does make the white Sox better but do we really know? We haven't seen enough to know. It's just been so short-lived due to the short time that he had at the beginning of the season and then just this kind of weak span here. Um, it, it's tough to say, man, and it's what do you do with them? It's tough. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't – I we could sit here and we, we can look for answers, and I – 
he's I'm a looking terrible. for him at the bottom of this bottle. I don't know if I see any yet, though. <laughs> he's he's a he's a terrible outfielder. That's documented, and I don't see that ever getting any better. No matter how bad he wants to play the field or thinks that he can get better, it's just not. It's not. It's not in the the mix for him. So then you sit there and you go over your other options. Okay, um, well, well, I guess we could put him as a DH. Well, he's hitting what like one something. One, I I don't know his exact yeah, stat, and, yeah. but but like it's nothing, anything. It's not earth shattering, right? So then you sit there and go, okay, well, we really can't have him as a full time DH. Hell, Andrew Vaughn could be the DH. Grandal when he comes back could be the DH. Jose Abreu can be. This is, I guess this is the advantage of having seven DHs on the team, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just I don't know what you do with him. I really yeah. don't, and it's sad because you sit here and he's a great person to root for, and he's a great uh, from all things that we've seen he's a great teammate but outside of bringing a smile to the dugout what does he produce for the white Sox? yeah when you're talking about this year yeah this year obviously yeah yeah we we know about some of the past production i think that's what got people ramped up about him you know when you're talking about the 2019 season um when he was sitting some tanks uh pretty damn consistently 2020 uh he had some decent production as well so yeah it's hard to say but sean i will say a byproduct of this uh moving away a little bit from eloy just kind of the um you know butterfly effect of what happens then here um we're gonna see probably some more andrew vaughn in the outfield which they've luckily been able to avoid um but you want to get his bat in the lineup obviously so unfortunately that's probably going to be the case and i understand we're probably going to have some balls that uh we're not uh be we would have been gotten to by a legitimate outfielder um and andrew vaughn won't be able to make those plays and then um just the concerns of the first baseman playing right field and totally legitimate but at the same time like you had said when you've got so many of the same type what do you do and it's roster configuration but that's a whole nother podcast right um i and here's the other thing too is if eloy if the white Sox do what the white Sox do here eloy probably won't touch the field this entire weekend but they won't put him on the 10-day il yaz will be back to start after the all-star break. So then you send Eloy down if he's not healthy enough. And of course, one man go comes back and another one goes away because that's the White Sox way in 2022. Yep. So that'd be something to follow here is because we don't know how serious this is. Eloy could wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm, I'm good to DH. I'm good to play. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I don't think we would see him till maybe Saturday. Um, if he's available whatsoever, I'd be shocked before that. Um, Cause they're going to be, they're going to, they're they're gonna baby him, mm-hmm. you know, as I think they should, uh, just because I he, like like the comment said, um, yeah, he, this is a nagging injury. Yeah. Dockside Mike, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I we'll just wrap this up, and you know, if you, if you are just tuning in now here on the live stream, welcome. But um, you know, we're talking about Eloy Jimenez's injury here, um, and it was officially diagnosed. Excuse me, the official update from the White Sox was. Uh, right dis- excuse me discomfort in his right leg and sean the two things just watching that play when it happened a concern and then a maybe a little bit of relief it was concerning that it was just kind of a it wasn't even like a diving play that he had to make or like a sprawling he thing. He didn't, to the he didn't run anything he, i mean i will say he did take a little bit of a big first step for him to be able to do that in terms of you know quicker than he probably you know would would have moved on a routine play yeah. right so it was that and the fact that that set it off is concerning. But if it was really bad and you felt it, he would have gone down. 
and he would have yeah. needed the trainers out there to help uh, get him off the field. And then you'd be talking about something. Much I guess more that's yeah. Long term. So that, that's just where I he did you know walk off. Granted, he went immediately to the clubhouse. Looked like he was like pulling his jersey up. I think that was kind of out of frustration there. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll keep you updated at untapsportsnet.com with any injury updates as they become available. So Sean, let's move on. We've got a big weekend series in Minnesota. Four games up there. Six forty p.m. Central Time start uh, on the Thursday series opener. It will be Johnny Cueto versus Sonny Gray. How are we feeling? Dia de Cueto coming up. It's uh, it's go time. It's go time. This is uh, you're five back now. You're two games under 500. You have a chance to not only be 500 at the end of this series, but also gain three to possibly four games on the Twins to go into the All Star break. So it's go time. You could also get swept in all four games. And now you're nine games back and the season is on the brink of probably being over as far as trying to win the AL central. Right. So a lot at stake, a lot right. at stake. Yeah. I mean, but I, I'm glad that they won the last two, right? Like that sends a little confidence. Um, we'll see, man. This team's so inconsistent. Right. We, we, we've been battling it all year. It's interesting that, you know, sure, we would have liked to take three or four sweep in Cleveland, ideally, obviously, in an ideal world, the White Sox win every single game, and we're not even in a position where we're talking about chasing games here, but neither here nor there. If you had won the first two games of the series and then lost the last two of the Cleveland series, you'd be feeling worse going into Minnesota, even though it was the same result as a sport. Right. That's right? weird how that works. <laughs> and then now, because what have you done for me lately? You know, yeah. uh, you're only as good as your last envelope in Sopranos terms there. Um yeah. So this with them winning the last two, um, obviously, like I said, I would have liked three or four, but I've been saying that so, so much. We talk about for the Baltimore series back at the end of the June, uh, the, the last home weekend series against the Tigers, you know, we need three or four. And then guess what? They go out and lose the first two. So I'm not going to say that. I'm not even going to say what they need here this weekend. Um, I'm not I'm not going to go and make that proclamation. Let's put it this way, change, the, change some uh, vibes here. Change the game, yeah, right? Yeah. We're going to hashtag change the game. So right. Yeah, here's what here's what I need out of these four games. Obviously, make us we want, not hashtag change the channel. <laughs> yeah, we, we we ideal world. We win three or four. We win. We, we sweep four or four. Right. Like that's that's best case scenario. Here's what I'm asking of the White Sox. Play good competitive clean baseball and i guarantee you'll win at least three or four don't play little league bullshit play big time major league contender baseball that's what i need from them this weekend yeah i like that sean i'm gonna call it go time baseball it's, it's, I've it's been, go time man i've been waiting for it for a long time since the end of may I went, if you go on ontapsportsnet.com and, and to me, you remember the Tim Anderson dust up with Josh Donaldson, and then they go out and they sweep that Sunday doubleheader against the Yankees. It would, the Yankees and we good. all thought we were hashtag Maybe. back. Right. And then you go up and give up 16 in two different games uh, to the Boston <laughs> Red Sox after that. But I've been waiting for go time since then. Play go time baseball. Like you said, we're not going to, we're just going to make our requests here. Ask for the White Sox. I want them to play go time baseball. That's what I want to see this weekend. Sean, who's helping them get it done to pick the click selection for Thursday night? Ooh, I mean, I you need a good start from Johnny, I think, but he's been consistent enough that you know what you're probably going to get from him tomorrow. You're probably looking at five, six innings or six innings, might give up a couple runs, but pick the click 
fuck it, the whole offense. Like, and I know that's the easy way out, but mm-hmm. dude, you gotta you gotta come and mash. You gotta play. You gotta hit the baseball. You got to. It's time, man. Like, there's like I don't. If you're looking for an individual player, give me Timmy. You're looking yeah. for that leadership got, role. Yeah. He's been struggling as of late, but he did get a hit tonight. Unfortunately, he had that. Yeah. It, well, big-time players <laughs> need to make big-time plays and come up in big-time situations. He's been that guy most of the time. Um, it's it, Listen, let's, it's go time. Let's go, Timmy. Let's go. All right. I like it. I, I like Tim Anderson. I'm going to go with Gavin Sheets. Um, obviously not in the Ooh. lineup tonight. He Ooh. was uh, on – you know, you're facing a right-hander here and his history against Sonny Gray. Uh, he is batting a thousand um, with a home run, three ribbies. Tony um, didn't slip Sonny you Gray. a 20, did he? Yeah, no, of course he did. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the payroll here. I'm on the socks on tap payroll here for the Gavin Sheets pick and click. No, but I like it. And also, it also sets up because sometimes for these outfielders, you don't know exactly what the mix will be, right? But now with Eloy suffering the injury today, I would say no way in hell he plays tomorrow. Very best case scenario. I agree with you. Saturday would be possibly a DH role is what I would just expect yeah. after watching that, seeing just, you know, from observing the way that he went off. So that pretty much assures to me and given his, you know, track short, short, but successful track record here, Gavin Sheets will be in the lineup against Sonny Gray. And I want to see him, I, you know, the, the I think target field is an interesting place because yeah, those walls are tall out there, but if anyone has that light tower power to do it, it's Gavin Sheets put one up in that big flower basket in right field. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I, 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 as soon as you said Gavin Sheets, that's what I thought about right away. So, no, I like – I. that's a good one. That's a, I didn't see that. I didn't see Gavin Sheets coming um, there, but uh, that's a sneaky, sneaky pick to click there, Nani. I like it. Yeah. All right, Sean, I, th- I think we uh, covered all the bases here tonight. So, listeners, thank you for tuning in, joining the comment section here. Uh, you can do that by going to ONTAP Sports Net on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, press the alert button so you know when we go live, and then drop your comments as soon as that show is live. We can feature them, have some discussion here on the broadcast. You can follow us on social media at SoxOnTap, at ONTAP Sports Net. And, of course, visit ONTAPSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. John, it's a White Sox winner. We'll take it. That's right, baby. On to Minnesota. Finish strong before the break. Until next time, White Sox forever. White Sox forever.